Hey, Hello. aloha. How's it going? Good. Good. Sorry. I uh, I didn't actually see your second text until just now. So, but no, I don't believe I've seen the Leap Day episode. Although, I was, oh, it's it's pretty great. It's I was actually watching it earlier, or not the episode, but I was watching Thirty Rock earlier today. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it like comes up with this whole ridiculous uh, tradition about about Leap Day. Like you have to wear blue and yellow, or you'll get pinched. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like Leap Day William is like this mustachioed guy in like blue and yellow who I don't know basically spreads Leap Day cheer. Okay. And there's a there's a movie starring Jim Carrey called Leap Dave Williams where he is transforming into Leap Day William. Yeah, I, I've definitely not seen that episode. <laughs> I would remember that. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It must be a little later on in the uh, in the show's run. Yeah, it's probably like season. It's like one of the last couple seasons, probably. Okay, yeah, I think uh, seasons, I don't know how many there. Maybe season six. There are seven seasons, I think. I think so. Which I, I just realized is the same number of seasons as Parks and Rec, which is was what I ended up marathoning after that. Uh, it's also the same number of seasons as Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yeah, that's true. Except the seventh season of TNG, did, that was like a full season, right? Yeah, it was. Which is like, it seems like all these other, you know, it's like... Yeah, they have the shorter seasons. Or just like that half season, basically. Which always disappoints me. I get well, to that point in the binge. Yeah, secretly you wish you could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Home Improvement. Come on, it was at the top <laughs> of its game. <laughs> or, or the Drew Carey show. Which, oh, yeah. which when the Drew Carey show ended, I believe my exact words were, the Drew Carey show is still on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about right. Because it ended in like 2004 or 5 or something crazy. Really? Like, wow. Yeah. Whenever the Red Sox won after their long drought, that's that's the same year. Uh, hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski and we have with us our resident retro game enthusiast, part-time programmer, and all-around Joe Piscopo expert, Paul Wilcox. Yes, in the flesh. <laughs> I have to take your word for that because I can't actually see you. <laughs> yes, these words originate from flesh. <laughs> You're not just a computer program? No, not yet. I'm looking forward to it, though. I know. I saw Transcendence. That's a lie. I, no one saw Transcendence. But I saw the trailer. <laughs> Wait, was that the Johnny I've Depp one? I've heard of Transcendence. Yeah, just that's the now. Yes, Oh, that's I, the I saw that one. I saw that one in the theater. I don't know why. Because it seemed interesting and then... It wasn't? Yeah, it was uh, It was a big muddled mess, I remember. So yeah, okay. So Paul has not reached Johnny Depp levels of computer program. Yeah, not I think yet. he was able to heal, like he was able to instantly fix machines, but I think he was also able to heal people by the end. Charlie? Yes. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> the writers didn't care either. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it we're probably not talking about the X-Files today then? Um... We can talk about the X-Files. I haven't seen the last three episodes, but... Oh, so you did catch the first three. <laughs> I have seen the first three. Okay, I didn't know you'd even done that. Well, yeah, so basically two problems here. Problem one is that for some reason, X-Files was airing on Monday night instead of Friday night like it should have been. 
and since Monday night was our game night, we had to work around that, except that the broadcast for you was an hour earlier than us, but we didn't care enough to delay our gaming, so... Right, and I didn't realize that for some reason I thought we were going to continue to delay the gaming for however many weeks while we all watched the X-Files, but everyone but me had given up on it. I mean, granted, I had the easier time doing it since it was an hour earlier for me. Well, I think if we had actually followed through with the mini podcast idea of every week we'll put out a quick 10-minute podcast about the latest episode... I might have actually caught up with it. Like, that's the reason I've seen the second episode is because I thought we were doing that. Oh, yeah. And I saw the third episode because I heard Reese Darby was in it. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Um, so if we had actually kept up with that, I might have actually, I might also be caught up. But, you know, when when we're not doing that and it's just sitting on the DVR and I could be watching Arrow or The Flash instead, right. it just kind of fell on the back burner as with all these things. Like, I was really interested in watching Lucifer as well, which was on right after, and I still, I haven't watched more than the first episode of that either, so. Now, it's one thing to ruin or to give spoilers to our audience, but I don't want to spoil things for you if you still plan on watching it, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, at the moment I do. Come back okay. in a month and we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, Paul, have you seen it? No, no, yeah. I haven't seen any. Uh, did you see watch the original series at all? Um... Oh, not much actually. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> so I think I I think it's one of those things like I I think I rented the VHSs from the library for a while. <laughs> you know, I saw like too. the first season that way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, my brother had the first season on DVD, so I remember I borrowed that, and then Charlie and I actually watched it in the dorms. I remember because we got all the way through except for the final episode. And then when Charlie moved to Madison, the first time I visited him, we brought I brought that disc alone so we could watch the final episode of the first series together. <laughs> and then that's about as far as I actually got beyond catching an episode here and there. And then starting from like season seven on, I started semi watching it. Yeah, well, I mean, interestingly, I think Reese Darby might have been the high point of the entire season. <laughs> oh, I believe that. <laughs> I didn't know what to think of that episode when I when I first saw it. I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this or not. And Cara was like, no, it was great. And then I we watched it again, actually, because she watched it the next day. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it was pretty entertaining. It provided additional evidence for my theory that I don't know if it's true or not, because I haven't seen the last three episodes, that essentially Mulder is in some sort of hallucinatory state or dream state or drug-induced conspiracy or something. Where essentially all the things that we experience in those first in in this season didn't happen, <laughs> like it's made up. <laughs> like that's why like there's this huge jump from episode one to episode two, where episode one he's like unemployed and homeless to suddenly he owns a suit. They're back in the office that we'd already seen was trashed. Uh, they have their jobs back, and then like episode three, it was like oh like the story is that he doesn't or that the monster isn't really a monster and it's a twist on stuff and he doesn't know how to use a cell phone despite having been alive for the past however long since season nine was <laughs> and and his ringtone is the x-files theme song like i was like this this is all in his head right this this, this isn't real <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but as far as episode three that was my theory yeah i think you hit on like the thing that causes me the most 
the, the thing that I have the most issue with in the entire series, which is the jump from episode one to two, where they don't explain at all why they're continuing to do the X-Files. There's tons of like this like background stuff at the beginning of the first episode. And actually at the end or the beginning of the sixth episode, they do that again, where they just kind of give you more background around the original series. But there's nothing within this six episodes to, that's really any sort of satisfactory explanation of what's going on. It's kind of like jumping. But let me ask you this, though. Yes. Would you rather watch season 10 of the X-Files, the six episode event, or Fuller House? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> X-Files is better. Kara watched a lot of Fuller House this weekend. so Really? I caught some of it. Yes. Well, I think the problem was is that I posted that on Facebook, and then she said, okay, we're watching this. I'm not sure she would have been aware that it came out this weekend if I had not mentioned it. Oh, I So sure it's really my own fault. It was, it was all over my all my internet, Facebook, and any sort of you know website. New York Times obviously had a thing. The AV Club had a thing. The AV. I really enjoyed both the New York Times and the AV Club. Yeah, I was I was impressed by both of them. <laughs> so the New York Times described it as a forced march down the road of nostalgia or something. Like that. <laughs> down memory lane. Down memory lane. Yeah. An AV Club described it as a porn parody without the porn. <laughs> yeah it's i mean it could have been interesting if they had decided to and there are some like meta moments in it where they kind of make reference to itself but i just don't think it's done very well or it's done in a really obvious way but there was one particular episode that was interesting because so they had a couch in the living room sorry there's spoilers for fuller house if any of you were <laughs> oh, worried no. about that <laughs> There's the couch in the living room, and it's apparently the exact same style of couch from the original series. Like, it hasn't changed at all. And they get a new puppy. The original series being the X-Files. Yes, the original series of the (laughs) X-Files. And they get a new puppy, and the puppy chews it up. And then Danny Tanner comes back because he's given them the house, but he's not living in it. I don't know. He just comes back for that episode. (laughs) Sees that the couch is ripped up and, like, throws a fit. Like, he's upset about it because he's a really fastidious guy and he likes to keep everything the same. So, is that, is that true? Yes. He, like, likes to clean and stuff. Full disclosure, I never watched Full House because it was not my kind of show. Oh, no, so, it's not yet. So, it, Fuller House, for me, had literally zero appeal of any sort. Like, I didn't even have the nostalgia pull. Yeah, me neither. So, so consequently, then there's no, there's no point. And I just, I just have no unless, idea. unless you want nostalgia, there's absolutely no point in watching it. <laughs> it's not a good show. But so he's upset about this couch and then his daughter's like, well, you know, we'll just get it uh, reupholstered. And he's like, no, you can't get it reupholstered. Like we've had so many memories on this couch or whatever, you know, and he's, just, he's upset the whole time. And then they eventually go and reupholster it and they reupholster it in the exact same material that it was before. And the dad's like, this is the greatest gift you could have ever gotten me. This is fantastic. And I'm like, yep, that's pretty much the series. <laughs> They made it ex- everything exactly the same. Like, they wouldn't even change the couch. And when they had an opportunity to change the couch, they didn't change the couch. <laughs> I did read somewhere on social media people complaining about, like, one of the rooms wasn't quite the same shape oh, really? or something. Like, okay, well. <laughs> that was about my reaction, I missed too. that one. That's, that's the kind of audience they were peddling to. <laughs> In that case, they probably did a fantastic job for the most part. Paul, been watching any TV? Um, or movies. Uh, mostly things that I've already seen on Netflix. Such as? 30 Rock, oh, Parks and Rec. Um, just saw Deadpool. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I, uh, 
Yeah, we saw Deadpool in Idaho with Doug when we went to visit him the week. Oh, nice. Came out. Turns out Idaho is more expensive than Arizona. Really? Probably because it's further away from everything. <laughs> Distance to market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking. Sorry. You had to I transport those films all the way to Idaho. <laughs> here on the here on the Gobeski Wallace Report, obviously, it's a time-honored tradition to talk about our bowels. <laughs> yes. And do I have a story for you two? <laughs> all right. Is this the Gobeski Bowel Movement Report? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's what we called it so we went we drove up to visit doug which is about a well google said it was a 13 and a half hour drive but it clearly massively underestimated the amount of time it would take to drive through the mountains so it ended up being about a 16 hour drive but like an hour that was a stopping for food and stuff so 15 hours anyway so we drove up hung out with doug had a good time even though he owns no furniture that's not true <laughs> he owns three chairs and a table <laughs> oh that's like my my apartment yeah basically <laughs> And so then we drove back the following Monday morning and about two hours in, I start getting the kind of unsettled gurgly feeling that you get when you kind of really have to go. Mm. So we stopped at a rest stop and uh, I already have a phobia about public restrooms. So I wasn't super thrilled about this, but, you know, needs must since there's a huge <laughs> drive coming up. So I, uh, I sat down, I let it go, went back to the second one just for, for sake, security's sake, and then got into the car, not realizing that this was merely the start of my horrifying ordeal. Oh, no. Apparently, I had contracted some sort of virus, possibly because I had some sort of weakened immune system from being sick a, a week or so earlier. But roughly every 45 minutes, I, Brienne had to stop and pull over to a, a gas station or a rest stop so that I could have explosive <laughs> diarrhea. Every time, like it, it, it never, it never was like, okay, I've got it all, I've flushed it all out, and we're good. No, it was like explosion, and it wasn't even solid; it was just a liquid stream. This is really crap. I'm sorry. This will be the tag. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, you know, I clean, I take, you know, wipe and go out and wash my hands. 45 minutes later, it happened again. Like, Pepto-Bismol was having, like, no effect. And So the upshot of this is because I'm just in constant distress. I can't really drive. <laughs> so Brienne had to undertake this 16-hour drive, essentially, by herself. <laughs> just the whole way. Pulling so, over every 45 minutes. Pulling over every 45 minutes so that I can just be continually Was this a ploy that, so that you didn't have to drive? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> worst ploy ever yeah seriously no it was just i wish it had been a ploy and i'd been faking it but no i experienced every mile of that trip <laughs> she was like let's drive through las vegas instead even though it adds like an hour to our trip because at least there there will be places we can stop <laughs> i was like yep let's do that throw a couple coins cool. in the slot machine as you can walk by towards the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's crazy. Like, I hadn't actually been in Nevada before. But yeah, the minute you enter Nevada, everything <laughs> has slot machines. Oh. Like, we stopped at the subway, and they had slot machines in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so now for me, Deadpool is linked with uh, explosive diarrhea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that concludes the Goveski bowel report. <laughs> But we were talking about Deadpool. That's that's a that's a very distressing <laughs> bowel report. That's, 
That one's for Tony. Oh yeah. Uh, what would you guys think of Deadpool? I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. You mean I, I didn't really have a lot of expectations for it because I didn't know a lot about the character besides Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a, a Deadpool reader either, so it was pretty much an introduction to the to the actual backstory of the character. I was also entertained. Did you know it's the highest grossing X-Men movie <laughs> yeah, of all I time? Yeah, I did know that now, yeah. That is not that surprising, I guess, <laughs> when, for some reason. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because there hasn't been, well, I don't I know, there hasn't been a lot of luck with that. Uh, well, I think Days of Future like, Past grossed quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I know. I was thinking of Fantastic Four. Never mind. Oh, yeah. No, there's just not a lot coming. Not a lot. <laughs> That's the cursed uh The cursed franchise. Fox franchise, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining pretty much from start to finish. So. I thought there was... I I liked that there was uh some some good, like, somewhat obscure references in the jokes. That that was that was kind of a welcome change. Can't recall any <laughs> off the top of my head, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was well. I was reading this thing where apparently, like, just before like the project was like green lit, like ready to go, let's start filming. Uh, they had to cut like nine million dollars out of the budget in order to get the go ahead. So they had to go through the script and just start like cutting stuff. So like the reason that Deadpool keeps forgetting his guns in the taxis and, and at home is because they didn't have enough money to film the gun scene like <laughs> fight that they initially were going to do. Oh God. <laughs> Did is, does that have anything to do with? I was wondering why why Colossus and what was the other character's name? Negasonic right. Teenage is, Warhead. Does he have a history with those characters? Are there comics with them in it that he is also in, or was it just they randomly decided those would be two good characters? So Colossus, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he was sort of always going to be the token X Men. And then my understanding is they wanted another X Men, but they kept going to like the main. Fox, like the main producers, and saying, we want to use, can we have, like, Beast? And they said, no. Can we have Gambit? No. Can we have Psylocke? No. Can we have Havoc? No. Can we have Polaris? No. Like, they apparently just started going all down the list, and Fox just, or whoever was in charge, just kept saying no, because they wanted to potentially still use those characters in the main X-Men stuff. So apparently they eventually got to Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who is a sort of bit character in the comics, literally named after the song Negasonic Teenage Warhead by some indie band, I think, that I don't remember who. And uh, apparently the suit's reaction was, we don't know who that is, so sure, go for it. <laughs> Watch, she'll rise to like become one of the uh, biggest sleeper hit X-Men of all time. Well, they were sort of saying that, yeah, her like, recognition was like way up negasonic teenage warhead is a song by monster magnet oh okay oh yeah but i guess is i don't know are they indie not really indie. i think they're like kind of just uh they're like they like right a, like that kind of genre like grungy or like well yeah I thought they were like like just like i thought they were kind of like a yeah. like a hard yeah. rock like a 80s metal style to them oh i thought they were a little more laid back on that yeah whatever anyway that's their song that's that's who the character is named after hmm. i mean it worked reasonably well it just seemed like a strange matchup to me yeah well that's apparently the reason why is because uh fox didn't want to give or whoever didn't want to give them any other characters just in case because it sounds like deadpool like making deadpool was essentially just a pet project for anyone and no one really expected it mm. to make any money or be <laughs> terribly successful oh 
Wow. Like that's why they were willing to like let it be R and stuff because they didn't think it was going to be a huge money maker anyway, or so I've heard. <laughs> Word on the street. Yeah, we'll probably. I'm sure we'll see another one of those. I guess, right? Uh, yes. They they've already uh they've they've already said they're going to have a sequel, and I think they're going to have a team movie that includes Deadpool, like X Force hmm. or something. So Deadpool's so. on a team of some sort. Seems kind of against his character. Uh, apparently. But I don't know if it's happened in the comics. Yeah, I'm probably not the person to ask because I kind of stopped paying attention to X-Men comics in like 2004. So, yeah, there's 10 whole years that I don't know what happened. My understanding is nothing that great because no one's ever said, oh, man, you should be reading the latest X-Men comics. (laughs) But maybe I just don't travel in the right circles. Um, In other news, Adam sent me some some dick pics. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> Hold on, Paul. I'll send it to you as well. So you can get you can get live on the report. The live reaction. <laughs> you can you can get the live reaction of the dick pic. Yeah, we'll do that one. That's a good one. I think that one shows off the best. <laughs> mm. All right. It is sending. All right. Downloading. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, better better looking than uh, I expected. <laughs> it's the first time anything anyone said that about him. <laughs> hey now, so nicely dressed, you know. Well, I think the suit and tie already helps. Really well groomed, you know. Just. But I got the joke in the opposite order, which is that he sent me the pictures of Richard Nixon first. <laughs> And then I was like, what? It's just... <laughs> yeah. I just started sending him some pictures. He said, what? I was like, dick pics. At which point I believe he ignored me. <laughs> Got to think of other other dicks out there to uh, send a, a, uh, the other varieties of dick pics dick. like Vital. <laughs> or... <laughs> or, or comma, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, so I I did I also did it to uh, Tony. So I sent him that picture, the the presidential portrait of Richard Nixon, to which Tony responded with WTF, and I responded with dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> and his response was hot. <laughs> <laughs> this was your topic, by the way. You had this I written did. down, dick pics. <laughs> And then I wrote in parentheses Nixon in case anyone found the piece of paper I wrote on. <laughs> um, and uh, since Paul's here, I thought we could also revisit one of our more popular segments, segments. Yes. Which is. Wait, what makes it more popular? The fact um, that you enjoyed it? Yes. I think <laughs> so. Right. That's what causes somebody to appear on the show more than once. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe you should sing a song about it appearing on the show more than once. Oh, okay. Um, no Broadway tunes. Okay. Um, Paul, give him a genre or a song to parody. Um, actually, sorry, just one second. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm in suspense. <laughs> give him a genre first so he can think about it while you're in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, uh swing but but like 90s revival oh like zoot suit riot or something <laughs> okay yeah. all right well i'm back all right, all right. <laughs> unleash the song all right um uh can i take a phone call real quick i'm sorry <laughs> you can't no, phone a friend no no no, no. hold on 
Hello? <laughs> uh, yes? I, I, I need to know how Zeus Hoot Riot goes. Can you help me? <laughs> I don't think I realized how vile that band's name was until much later. That completely escaped me as a fifth grader. Right. <laughs> Which is a very good thing, I suppose. I don't think it was until college that I was sort of like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. I mean, because it, it's, it's one of those things. It comes around when I right, may have not been familiar with the terminology. Right. And then, and then you, you, know, you don't think about them for 10 years. It's Charlie Back. I thought I heard Charlie Back. No, maybe not. Well, I thought I heard him say it was a work call. Yeah, I heard that too, and but then, apparently... And then fade back into the distance. Yeah, I asked Charlie at one point what he did, and he gave me a very technical answer. And as far as I could tell, it boiled down to babysitting machines. Oh, okay. Baby, babysitting medical machines uh, that involve radioactivity or something. Oh, okay. Hmm, sounds exciting. It was a lot easier to understand than whatever he tried to tell me first. <laughs> okay. Did you end up seeing The Force Awakens? Oh yeah. How yeah. many times did you see it? Um, you know, I think I only saw it twice. Oh, which... only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I I think when I was in, you know, when Star Wars Special Edition came out, I saw that like three times. So, ah, yeah. you know, but maybe that's just a, it's more reflective of the how many movies I end up getting out to. Yeah, I did. It was it was great. I saw it twice as well. But we've talked about that in a previous podcast, so I don't want to rehash it in case we use this bit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bit right there. <laughs> um, well, apparently Charlie, I didn't realize that, that Charlie like, will do anything to get out of uh, sending us all about it. <laughs> Bacon work calls. There's. I didn't realize there was going to be all these like side movies now. Oh, yeah. Like, Rogue One and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of kind of exciting, like kind of a kind of a paradigm shift in like the you know how I think of Star Wars movies coming out, you know. Right. And I guess there'll still still be several years between the the main installments, but I think that or just two two years, I think between two years. It's just such a such a quick turnaround. I don't know though. It kind of makes it seem like they're just going to have a very some sort of Star Wars movie out every year. It makes it somehow less of an event. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird the weird thing about it. Kind of thinking getting into the like oh Star Wars movies are going to be like almost as like about as frequent as like a Marvel franchise movie or something or a, a paranormal activity film. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite up to Land Before Time level, but Oh man, how many Land Before Time movies are there at this point? I don't know. I <laughs> like 25. Oh, because there's got to be a ton of them. <laughs> How many Land Before Time movies are there? The Land Before Time includes The Land Before Time, The Land Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure, and other films. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not going to list all of them right now, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm counting 14. Oh, okay. And so, television. Yeah. Yeah, so Star Wars isn't quite up to the land before time levels yet. <laughs> give them time. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's only gonna take like less than ten years. <laughs> All right, is Charlie back? Yes, I am back. You're, you're done faking your phone call. Yes. <laughs> uh okay. 
Well, when you're out sailing the seas and you've got to figure out what to do, or sometimes you're a politician <laughs> who needs to figure out what to do. <laughs> um, you can just jump to the chorus because I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for cruise tips. Cruise, cruise tips. <laughs> um, Keep going. <laughs> Helping us all out of vacation. <laughs> Time for cruise tips. Cruise tips! <laughs> and that's how the song goes. Right. I'm yeah. sorry, that was awful. That's the worst one so far. <laughs> that's why it's the best one. <laughs> well. Give you a B for effort. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even earn the E for effort. <laughs> so, yes. Cruise tips. Uh, we thought we'd mix it up a little bit today. And Super Tuesday is coming up. That's tomorrow. What's Super Tuesday? Super Tuesday is the day when many states have their primary elections for both the Democrats and the Republicans for the presidential nomination. Oh, is your state one of them? My state is not one of them. I think it's April second or third is michigan one of them i looked it up i don't think any of our states are those <laughs> all right so super tuesday is something that happens to other people <laughs> yes but that's not the point i always thought super tuesday was something that happened to other people <laughs> uh, on the republican side everything seems to be dominated by donald trump everyone's pretty much expecting him to get Do you the majority mean donald of trump Donald Trump? Oh, yes, Trump. I just watched that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, so last week tonight with John Oliver did a segment uh, yesterday about Donald Trump, where they pointed out that one of Trump's ancestors had changed the family name to Trump from Drumpf. And so John Oliver was encouraging everyone to use the name Drumpf so that you wouldn't have the mental associations that you have with the name Trump, which is of, you know, being rich and successful and mm-hmm. being better than everyone. Right. You you don't have those associations with Trump. So there's apparently like a, a Chrome extension that you can use that changes all uh, mentions of Donald Trump to Donald Trump. <laughs> well, this was after he's... this was after he had opened the segment by having a tweet from Do- uh, Donald Trump uh, that criti- <laughs> that criticized John Stewart for changing his name from uh, John Lebowitz. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> so he seems to be out in front, followed not even closely by Marco Rubio, who's expected to pick up some delegates, but maybe not enough to really uh, knock Donald Trump out of the top spot. And then following very closely behind him in third place is our friend of the podcast, Ted Cruz, who we always like to discuss. Friend of the So I thought... <laughs> what? <laughs> Target of the podcast, maybe. <laughs> Oh, come on now. It's called Cruise Tips, so we have to come up with some uh, some recommendations for Mr. Cruz coming up on Super Tuesday. He's got about, oh, I don't know when they'll start doing most of the caucuses, like what, like seven or eight, or sometimes they do voting during the day. So he's got he's got a few hours yet. Well, I guess my first tip that he's not going to hear in time, because I assume this is not being put out live or edited in the next <laughs> 12 hours. But uh, my first tip would be to get a cabin that's on the port side because the port side is really just the better <laughs> side to be on. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's port. I don't so have a reason a... why. It's just, you know, you don't want to be on the starboard side. Ah, it's, yeah. that's just tough to say. Too many syllables. 
now you're right. Now if it were the starburst side, I could see why you'd want to be over there, but it's not. It's just a con, <laughs> right? Although That's I guess you could say that maybe being on the port side could be some sort of a political statement. Oh, know? yeah. No, you're right. He should be on the starboard side, actually. <laughs> We're the true lovers of the stars and stripes. That's where they live. That's where real America is on the starboard side of the ship. The Washington elites go to the port side. You're right. I'm, I adjust my statement. So you're that's imagining... My, that's my cruise cruise tip. <laughs> so it's like the cruise squared tip. Cruise cruise. Cruise cruise. <laughs> What's your cruise tip? Um, It doesn't have to well, be a cruise cruise tip. It could just be a cruise tip. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to come out with... I think even amongst evangelicals, he's not quite getting as many votes as Trump. So I think he just hopes for a heart attack for the other candidates. Oh, that's my tip. <laughs> so maybe you're going for the sympathy vote. <laughs> Pick the candidate with the weakest heart. Ted Cruz. <laughs> or at least, you know, the weak heart that could make him a good running mate, you know, a la Cheney. Cheney. <laughs> So, so your advice, your, your tip is for him to set his his sights slightly lower. <laughs> yeah, just just <laughs> just be nice and hope you get picked up as the running mate. <laughs> I think I think yeah, that's be, probably the be, best the best tip is to adjust his expectations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's been another edition of <laughs> Cruise Tips. No, I just like <laughs> I w- I mean I was staring at him for a couple hours on Thursday because the Republican debate was on in the uh, the restaurant where I do trivia, uh, but the sound was off, so I couldn't hear what they were saying. Other than just seeing like the questions being flashed up. Who wrote the questions, by the way? Some of them were ludicrously biased in their phrasing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like were they audience submitted or were they the moderators, the CNN moderators writing these questions? Usually, if they're audience submitted, they will state that it's audience submitted, or they'll have somebody ask via Snapchat or something. Like. I just remember seeing one that was something about the effect of question, how would you handle immigrants who are breaking the law of something, something? I was like, wow, that's a biased way to ask that question. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, steering it. Sorry, do you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of it is, I mean, Trump has clearly proved that if he doesn't like the way he's being asked questions, that he won't show up. And if he doesn't show up, then they'll get lower ratings. So I think that has a little something to do with it. But I guess you'd expect that the questions would have gotten worse over time, but they've been pretty uniformly bad since the first debate. I don't know. But so I've noticed, maybe it's just me, but it seems that in most photographs of Ted Cruz and things, when you see him, he's got this sort of pained, smug expression on his face. Like watching him during the debate with the sound off, the best way to watch a debate, by the way. Mm. <laughs> That's how Kennedy won. But... <laughs> that was before they broadcast sound over the television. That's Just right. They, they'd worked out pictures, but you had to uh, you had to bring in your own sound. <laughs> Just imagine what they're saying or hook up your radio. <laughs> they had to play it on an organ. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, watching him, I think he just has resting smug face. Like, That's I don't, a new one. I've never heard resting smug face, but... I, I don't think it's necessarily it. his fault that he looks like that. Well, no, I, I'm going to agree that it's not his fault that he looks the way he does. <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue. <laughs> what would you like to quibble with, then? <laughs>
<laughs> well, I I th- I don't remember what what did I say that sometimes the shoe fits, right? Oh, yeah. Just because he has resting smug face doesn't mean he's not smug. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you, you, you can't rule it out. <laughs> That's right. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, and Charlie was just like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> and people have been hammering away at him with that too. It's actually kind of surprising that people just keep saying nobody likes him. Like Donald Trump was saying that a lot during the debate too. Is like nobody's willing to work with him. No one likes him. But that's part of, I guess, what he's been claiming his appeal is: is that oh, I'm an, such an outsider that nobody likes me. Like I'm. I don't work well with politicians because I'm not a politician instead of just being insufferable, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm the sort of person he's targeting with those comments, so I don't think I can proper, <laughs> appropriately respond in a way that just doesn't sound like incredulity. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's I find it entertaining the debates, but every once in a while when I sit down and I think about it, it's sad because nobody's nobody's trying to get my vote, I guess. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, certainly like, on the Republican side, yeah. Not on the Republican side. Even on the Democratic side, it's kind of like, they're all going for swing voters. They, it's kind of presumed where my vote will go already. So they don't even bother to try to talk to me. To a third party? I'm going to throw my vote away, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other topics? Uh, just a couple of mentions. One was, oh, you got another Doctor Who tweet. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, we, we've been once again published in Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Our, our tweet. We'll post nice. that. That's our sophomore tweet in Doctor Who magazine from the Gobeski Wallace Report. This one was about uh, Zygons on Halloween. Zygons being uh, aliens that can take on your the appearance of you. They're doppelgangers, basically. So the tweet was something... I don't have it in front of me. The tweet was something to the effect of my Halloween costume is a Zygon duplicate of myself. Hmm. Mm. So in other words, I'm lazy. That was, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> and I guess... To me, honestly, to me, it was just a throwaway thing that I tweeted at them, but I didn't really think it. But I guess it struck someone as funny, so they funny <laughs> enough to post. I was like, "All right, no, you are Yes, <laughs> maybe, maybe someday we'll get the the Doctor Who magazine hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Some say it's not possible. <laughs> Uh, and the final thing I had written down was that the Oscars were last night, and Mad Max did really well. Yeah. It, yes, uh, it did. I mean, the sort of things you'd expect, like costume design and makeup, yeah. etc. Didn't didn't win Best Picture or Best Director, but but it was nominated. Which it is... was nominated, which I hear is an honor. <laughs> that's that's what they tell me. <laughs> but only just. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio finally. Got oh, his yeah. Oscar. That's true. Oscar. <laughs> Somebody made a little animation of him walking up to take his Oscar, and it's right within his grasp, and then he gets mauled by a bear. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Just like Gilbert Grape. <laughs> just like in Gilbert Grape. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? <laughs> That's the end of the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's eating Gilbert Grape? It's a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think that's it for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report here on Leap Day 2016. Oh, yeah. My my name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And I am Leap Day William. Leap Day William. (laughs) Thanks for being here and not bringing up Leap Day more than a couple times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i know it's it's hard because it's the only day i exist 
<laughs> maybe we'll see you in the next or again in four years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you spent it with us listening to me sing an awful, awful song. <laughs> it was worth your time. <laughs> on, on the uh, on the upside, I mean, it 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 couldn't have been worse. <laughs> Sing. You you hit, you hit just the right level. <laughs> if you tried any less, it just would have been better. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll remix that into a a theme segment. <laughs> a segment theme. sure to check out our website once again at www.gobeskywallacereport.com you can also check out our facebook page the gobeski wallace report oh right and we're also now we're on twitter and you can follow us at gw report so see you then later And if you haven't yet, check out that uh, that Star Trek: The Next Generation season eight book. I, I did. I, I did see that. I'm I'm thinking of just ordering it right now. I don't know if you, if you saw the the photo I took that I sent you like a while back. Oh yeah, yeah, of of, of Worf. And... <laughs> More cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. Uh, Crusher, prepare the restraint beam. I need 20 milligrams of neuro inhibitor and get that damn cookie out of his mouth. Morph, <laughs> mouthful of cookie. Someone got cookie in my peanut butter. Crusher, that was you, Worf. Nobody's touching your peanut butter but you. Worf, more cookies. <laughs> Nursagawa reaches for the cookie jar and Beverly grabs her. Don't listen to him. <laughs> the whole book is like that. It's an amazing. Uh-oh. It's it's well worth it. That sounds pretty great. It's it's entirely as silly as that and just so happy. Yeah. I would like to point out that uh here in Arizona it's eighty six degrees today. Yeah. It's sort of the other end of just like ugh. We were up to like fifty this weekend and then we're getting a snowstorm tonight. It's supposed to be like five or six inches of snow. Mm, fun. There is no snow uh scheduled for Arizona. <laughs> According to any schedule that you know about. <laughs> yeah. My weather control machine. Is that what I hear in the background? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's making snow for Arizona. <laughs>